Welcome back, everybody, to You Press Play Sports. I'm your host and outgoing sports editor, Richard Pereira. Uh, joining me today is photo editor, Essen Parker, and incoming sports editor, Bryce Totes, and staff writer, Kevin Garcia. Hey, guys. Um, well, how are you feeling for this last episode of the semester for the sports podcast? Doing pretty good. Doing good today. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. I haven't been part of them yet, so it's nice to uh, join. Yeah, it's great to have you on here, Bryce. Um, so for today's episode, with it being the last one for this semester, we're going to do a little differently. Since we're closing in at the end of 2021, a lot of sports have gone down, and there were many, uh, there were many great moments to take away from it, especially in FAU sports. So what we're going to do is from, we're going to go one-on-one, think of it as uh, in a round the horn style. We each take our turns uh, highlighting each and every moment that happened throughout the year. That was great moments for FAU sports, ranging from football, basketball, soccer, and baseball, and even beach volleyball. So Starting off this round, we'll be going to Bryce. So, yeah, one of the biggest things that happened for FAU this uh, year in 2021 is the announcement of joining the American Athletic Conference. Um, They should be part of the conference by 2023. It's going to be pretty exciting as uh, now that conference is actually going to be represented in the college football playoff with Cincinnati making it. Cincinnati won't be there by that time, but... Um, it'll put eyes on the conference and, you know, FAU is going to be able to face people like SMU in football, who's had a very good historic program. And then they'll be able to face teams in basketball that have made historic runs like Memphis and Wichita state and bring those schools in. And, you know, they'll get a lot more national conference, national eyes on the school. So it's pretty big news. Um, and they're making their way quickly through the ranks. They started independent, you know, from 2001 to 2005 in 2005 they joined the Sun Belt and then you know just eight years later they moved to Conference USA and now they're on to probably what's known as the best group of five school and some even label it as power six school yeah um, there is no doubt that going to the American Athletic Conference will make will do wonders for FU sports especially for football who have who are well, they haven't had the best season. They are certainly on to a better road of progress with, with the move to the AAC. And um, moving on, we're moving on to Kevin. So, Kevin, what do you have to first spot, start off with your mentions? Well, the first one, we're going to talk baseball. So, FAU, in the, in the beginning of the season, early on in the baseball season, they upset the University of Florida, the Florida Gators, three to two in an extra innings game. Yes, the game was not the most technically pleasing for true baseball diehard fans, but nevertheless, this was a big win for FAU. Uh, Michael Hardigan hit the game winner. Uh, TJ Stewart had a pretty solid outing throwing four innings. Um, Overall, it was a big win, arguably the biggest win for FAU's baseball, uh, baseball team last season. Now, we know the season didn't go as planned, they were projected to finish number one in, in Conference USA standings. We know how that worked out, but FAU beating Florida Gators three to two on the road 
undoubtedly the biggest win of the season for them. Um, and just to clarify, uh, it's not Michael Hardigan, it's Mitch Hardigan. But yeah, it was a it was a great win for FU baseball against the Gators. Like you're facing a nationally ranked team, especially one in the top ten with the Florida Gators, who were ranked number six at the time. It was definitely a, a major win for the base for the baseball team. And while the, it did the the season did not go as planned after that win as in earlier episodes that we noticed the dip in form following that win but it was still a respectable season for the baseball team and hopefully they do much better next season which they did have their schedule announced recently so looking forward to that once the spring semester comes and next up is Eston what do you have to mention first for uh, best highlights yeah so um Iggy Allen coming in and making a huge mark or leaving a huge mark with uh, the women's team for the Owls in just one season with us. Um, I mean, she came in, became Conference USA's newcomer of the year. And alongside with that, she made all conference first team, all defensive team. She was player of the week multiple times, and she currently holds the Division I um, record for scoring average. She scored 22.2 points a game or this past season and rebounding average, 10.9 rebounds a game, which is impressive considering that, well, for her rebounds, especially since she's not a, she's not a center. She's not a, a big player. She's only 5'11". Um, she came in and made a huge impact for the Owls. Every single week we were talking about what crazy thing Iggy Allen did. Um, so. She was a lot of fun to have with the team. And um, when the Owls face her against Old Dominion, I'm hoping that she doesn't – it's one of those games where she's either somehow not playing or she has an off night, which an off night for her is probably still like 20 points and a huge contribution. So, Yeah, um, we talked a lot about Iggy Allen and the impact she had for for the women's basketball team last season. We're going to talk more about how women's basketball did last season as this episode goes on, but it, it was an incredible season for Iggy Allen and what she did that, that season, especially as she ended up winning the newcomer of the year, as you, as you talked about, Eston. It was definitely something to highly respect about Iggy Allen's time at FAU. And for my mention, it, is, it will go to men's soccer, as they beat the defending NCAA champions for the first time in their program history in the 3-1 victory over Marshall in the, in the semifinals of the Conference USA tournament. Marshall, who were ranked fourth at the time of the game, they, they won the conference tur- They won the, the national, uh, the NCAA tournament last season. So going into that game in the semifinals was a big one for FEU, especially after winning the penalty shootout against Charlotte in the quarterfinals. And it was pretty clear that FEU had a chip on their shoulder throughout the tournament because they did not uh, play at their best during the regular season against Marshall, against Charlotte, and then, and then of course, Kentucky, who I'll get into in a bit, but it was pretty clear that Effie was determined to go as, as far as they can into the tournament. And they definitely made the most of it as, 
as I said, they beat Charlotte in the penalty shootout after locking them down defensively throughout the entire 110 minutes. And then they just went off against Marshall, like one of the best offensive performances and including one of the best defensive performance, even though they conceded a goal, they still overwhelmed Marshall with three goals. And as I'll talk about uh, in one of my mentions, Ivan Mikolenko, he was part of those three goals. And then the dagger from Celestin Theodore Jr., who had an ankle breaker and sealed the deal with the with the with the third goal from it for FAU, it was definitely something to uh, admire about the way FAU men's soccer played throughout the tournament. And I'll talk more about their run uh, later on in this episode. But it was a great moment for for the men's team to beat a defending NCAA champion. And going back to Kevin. I mean, Bryce. I mean, Bryce. Sorry. <laughs> so I want to swing things back to baseball a little bit um, because an FAU freshman made national history in his first two plate appearances. Um, Caleb Pendleton, in his first two plate appearances in a game against UCF last season, he had two grand slams. Um it's something pretty impressive as he's only the eighth player to ever get two grand slams in his first two at bats, but he did it in the same inning. That's never been done before. Um, this came in the victory over UCF on February 20th. And at the time UCF was ranked number 24 in the nation. Um, they put up 20 runs against that school and it was their second straight victory. It was the second game of the game. FAU won the game before 12 to six. Caleb Pendleton was not playing in that game um, because he was a freshman. They wanted to give him a little day to just watch how it would go. Um, he came in in that game, and nobody would have thought that a freshman would have two grand slams, maybe an RBI or two, but to account for eight runs, almost half the team's runs was pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, Pendleton really uh, surprised everyone in his first game, his first appearance, and his first at two at bats, like grand slams. And it was a home game, right? Yes, it was a home game. And even head coach John McCormack said he had never seen anything like it before. So it was pretty impressive. Uh, he's been coaching for a long time. So for him to say something like that is pretty, pretty high praise. Yeah, definitely. All right. Going up next is Kevin. All right, so we have uh, football now. I want to talk about the, the 2021 Shula Bowl. So FAU defeated FIU 58-21. to 21. Um, You could say that this was the peak for the FAU men's football season. Um, after this, and Kosi Perry just didn't quite look the same. I know he was a little bit banged up at towards the end of the season, but he didn't eclipse the 300-yard mark until the final game of the season um, after this one. Um, he was so efficient, 18 for 21, 329 yards, three touchdowns. It was just a great overall performance. Johnny Ford had 100 yards rushing. The overall rushing attack was phenomenal. I remember we all co we covered this game, uh, me, you, Rich, uh, and Eston, we covered this game, and we were just so impressed with how it went. And then we know how the season went, losing, what, the last four games. But <clears throat> nevertheless, I, I think for me, you could argue that this was the most impressive and the not maybe not the biggest win, but the most impressive win of the season for the football team. Undoubtedly the best offensive performance from the team. While it wasn't the best defensive uh, performance against uh, FIU, that the best defensive performance would go against uh, Georgia Southern, where we only conceded like six points. 
But still, it was a great performance overall from FAU. And while the season did not go as planned, it was definitely a great moment as they did retain the Super Bowl for a fifth consecutive time, which is, well, keeping a bowl title in your possession, it's not easy to do, but to do it five times in a row, even a lot harder. So good for FAU football on that moment. And next up is Eston. Yeah, so um, FAU soccer got their first winning season since 2007. Um, we finished the season this year at 9-7-3. and three. And honestly, as you mentioned, Richard, they ended super strong. Um, this was, I would, personally, I, I think this is the best team we've had since 2007. Um, I think it's a fair statement considering how far they went in the conference tournament um and it was it was a really fun season for them they have a lot of young players coming up and the senior classes leaving behind a, a good foundation for the rest of the program so yeah oh well the first point in winning season uh, uh since 2007 came back in the spring where they had a record of six four and two so to correct that this season, the day goes nine, seven, and three, but it's still a winning season, and that will be mentioned uh, later on. But yeah, that that winning season back in the spring, it was it was definitely a great moment and a and a good sign of things to come for the program, and and we saw that uh, this past season in the fall. It was just it was just a, it was a good start for the program to start off twenty twenty one with a winning record, their first since two thousand seven. And we saw how much they capitalized on that in the fall. And for me, um, it would be, what up? It would be about, uh, still in men's soccer, in Milena men's soccer. It was about Ivan Mikolenko, who played a key role in the FEU offense as he ends his career with the fourth most goals scored all time for FEU with 22 of them. And he distributed those goals each and every season. In all three years he was with FAU, he scored seven in his first year. He scored six in, his, in the spring campaign and then ended it off with um, nine goals in the fall. And he led the team for three straight seasons in goals scored. There is no doubt that Ivan Mikolenko made a huge impact on the on the FU program, on the program, with his offensive goal scoring, with his accuracy as a sh- as a shot taker, with his accuracy as a penalty taker, uh, like whenever he gets a penalty, like not well, pretty much nine times out of ten, at the very least, he's go- he's going to score. Like there's just no stopping Mikolenko. He was that good of a goal scorer, and good to see. And it will be good to see where what he does moving forward. So. Hats off to Mikolenko for a great career at FAU and wish the best of luck to him. And going back to Bryce. I'm going to swing things back to baseball, or not baseball, basketball for a little bit. Um, The women's team did something they never did before in 2021. They won their first CUSA tournament game back on March 10th after a really good season in the fall of 2020. Um, led by Iggy Allen, as was mentioned before. Uh, In that game, though, she had her 11th career double-double. She had 30 points and 16 rebounds and was giving player of the game honors. 
Um, so that was pretty impressive. The team won 72 to 66 over UAB. Um, and former head coach Jim Jabir won his 500th career game in Division One play. Uh, so overall, it was just a good game. It was a feel-good game for the team. Uh, but unfortunately, the next game, they did have an early exit. I'll talk about that a little bit more later, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was still a great win for the women's team. Their first win in a Conference USA tournament. And while they couldn't take it even further with another win and probably a deeper run into the tournament and possibly get into the title game, it was pretty clear that um, it was definitely a big moment for women's basketball, especially in Conference USA, where they haven't had the best of luck. But hopefully they can uh, keep it up uh, this season as their their season is underway. And while it's been up and down so far, they're still getting into the rhythm of things. But that moment last season was a great moment for them. And going to Kevin. So I want to talk uh, men's basketball. Dusty May, he became the fourth coach in FAU history to win 50 games as our coach. Um, He did this in his fourth season, which he's currently in right now. And ever since he's been with FAU, he's coached us to a positive win season or so far in his first three seasons. We'll see what the, what this season looks like, but uh, Dusty Bay has been just consistent as coach. He, he has good game plans. Um, overall, he's doing a great job. And they, this, uh, this mark shows just that. Yeah. Um, Dusty May has pretty much been the most, one of the most consistent coaches in FU history for the men's basketball program and three straight winning seasons uh, overall really but th- it's overall records that have been very consistent for Dusty May three straight overall winning seasons it it's very hard to do that so hats off to Dusty May for being a, a consistent winning coach and hopefully we get a fourth consecutive winning season this season and Esten yeah so going back to men's soccer and Richard as you corrected me um so we have FU men's soccer has gotten their first series of consecutive winning seasons since 2003 and 2004. Um, and as we've both mentioned, the the men's soccer team is just it, the program itself has improved a lot within the last few years, um, dramatically, I'd say, um, to now being able to be a true competitor for within the conference uh, for the main, for the remainder of FU's time in conference USA. Um, and they have a lot of really good and talented players coming through. So um, it's, it's a fun time to be a fan of FU soccer. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a great moment for the men's soccer team to do what they did. And um, <laughs> like winning seasons, um, like back to back, like back-to-back winning season for the first time since 2003 and 2004. It just shows you how long the program has come. Like they've had hard times for many seasons and they're starting and they're finally starting to hit their stride. And it's just great to see. And we're starting to see how their, the benefits are coming to fruition. Like we're starting to see the best of what this program can offer. In the spring, they were one of the best defensive teams. And then this season, they... <laughs> improve their offense dramatically 
because they found a, a great goal scorer in Philip Yock, who was who, despite being a freshman, he still scored eight goals, second behind Mikalenko on the team. So it was definitely a great uh, sign of progress for the team, and hopefully they keep it up uh, in 2022. And for me, uh, not a sport that has been mentioned a lot throughout uh, the past few years in, in sports coverage, really, but beach volleyball and FEU's beach volleyball team is no doubt one of the best uh, what FEU has to offer in the sports category as the beach volleyball team did win their conference championship their first time in in program history as they beat FIU and Georgia State in the tournament to clinch their first conference title and they did it like it was overwhelming like they they showed that uh, like this, besides the mainstream sports of FAU, you have beach volleyball that has been pretty much been dominant throughout the past throughout their past season, and it was definitely a great moment outside of the big uh, outside of the big name sports. And you see a sport uh, that has so much to offer with talented players on the team. And for the final round, we go back to Bryce. So I want to go back to uh, basketball, but I want to focus on both men's and women's basketball right now. Um, For the first time in school history, both teams made the COSA tournament. Um, They both made it to the quarterfinals, which has never been done before. Uh, The women, like I mentioned, did lose in the quarterfinal round, though. Um, They lost to UTEP by seven um, after they'd won their first ever game. And the men they played UTEP in the first round and beat UTEP um, and won 76 to 70. So it was a tight game. And then they also did lose in the quarterfinal uh, the next day as both teams and both tournaments played in the university in Frisco, Texas, where the university of North Texas hosted that tournament. But it was pretty exciting to see for the first time, you know, both teams make that conference tournament for the basketball programs. And now you know, Dusty May is hoping for another great season this year. FAU brought a new head coach for the women's team in this year who has experience with big-name schools like Tennessee. So they're hoping for big things to come once, you know, they make that transition to the American Athletic Conference in a couple of years. Yeah, it was definitely a noteworthy achievement for both men's and women's basketball to uh, get to the quarterfinals in the same season, within the same season. So Hopefully they can uh, keep that up this season uh, with, of course, Dusty May. And as you mentioned, uh, not directly, but we know who you're talking about, uh, Jennifer Sullivan, who is not uh, off, who was off to a not bad, not a bad start, but can definitely work out the the flaws on the team. And hopefully they become more, uh, there's more progress as the season goes on and we see more wins from them and, Hopefully they reach another quarterfinal appearance as well as the men's team. Kevin? So staying with basketball, um, Michael Forrest, he scored his 1,000th point as a FAU Owl. And this came in FAU's most recent game against North Florida. He's the 14th player to do so, which, I mean, it just shows one thing. It shows he's been consistent. He's played all four seasons with FAU. Yeah, he hasn't always been a starter. He's been a role player for a lot of that time, but when he is inserted in the starting lineup, like he has been this season and he has been in, in for stretches in prior seasons, he puts up points. 
He knows where to be. He plays defense. He's a good playmaker. He does everything that that the coach asked him to do. And yeah, it's a great it's a great achievement for him. Yeah, uh, Michael Forrest. He he has been a key player throughout the starting rotation for men's basketball, especially throughout the past few seasons. And now, more importantly, this season where he's taking on that leadership role, and for him to score his a thousand his thousand point against North Florida this past week. It was definitely a great achievement for him as it shows that he's a great, not only is he a good shooter, he's also a good offensive player for FU to have in their back pocket, really. And Eston? Yeah, so going back to men's soccer, they reached their first um, conference championship game since 2007. Unfortunately, losing to Kentucky in a close overtime matchup, but still, I mean, um, props to the team for making it to the conference championship win i think very few people gave them a gave realistically gave them a shot um defeating the the host charlotte in the first round and penalties was exciting in and of itself but then defeating marshall the um defending national champions was huge i i think that's one of the biggest wins for the program in its history um and then like i said unfortunately losing in a close one to kentucky was tough but Still really, really encouraging and really exciting um, times, excuse me, for the program. Yeah, um, um, it was a heartbreaking loss against Kentucky, who was ranked lower than Marshall at the time. But uh, despite the lower ranking than Marshall, Kentucky was heavily talented on the defensive end. But FAU still managed to score against them. And FAU was up. Well, one zero with 30 minutes remaining in the game. And that pretty much tells you that FU was literally 30 minutes away from qualifying for, for its first NCAA tournament. Like when you put that into perspective, it just shows how much the team, te- how far the team has come. And like going from bottom of the conference to literally being 30 minutes away from an NCAA tournament, that is something that the men's team has to take into account. Just uh, be happy that they were able to go that far and and as far as they reached they were so close but and there's still work to be done as they couldn't uh, get the golden one as they lost 2-1 and especially in overtime with the game-winning goal from Kentucky but it's definitely a great sign of things to come for the program and for our last mention of the day our, be- our last best highlight goes back to beach volleyball. And uh, as I mentioned, they won their first conference title. Uh, two players on that team who were responsible for that was Erica Brock and Mackenzie Morris, who is basically, as a dynamic duo, the best duo that at the FU beach volleyball program has had in its history. They, they basically share 71 wins together uh, as a duo. Individually, it's... Um, Erica Brock, who has the most, with 72, and Morris with 71. But it's it undoubtedly goes to show you that those two dominated uh, their roles on the team, and they have they reap the their they reap, they reap their benefits, and it just shows that as a duo they are capable of winning as many games as they like without question. And they do have the longest winning streak by a pair in school history with 19. So 
and they are around for next season and they're going to make sure that that record stays uh, basically eternal. And those are our 16 best highlights for this episode of You Press Play Sports. Make sure to hit like and subscribe, click the bell to keep up with notifications from us, and also be sure to go on upressonline.com to keep up with news, sports, and more content alike. To follow us on Twitter, it's for me, at risk26barrera. For Estin, it's Aston, at, at Estin Parker. For Kevin, at KevinGar658. And for Bryce, at Bryce Totes, B R Y C E T O T Z. All right. Thanks for watching, everyone, and have a great day.